0: Welcome to a new episode of The Blackout. I am Thomas Black, your host, and like each and every week through the college football season, I'll be here with you to take you through the biggest games and the best teams of all of college football on the way to the college football playoff. This episode, like always, comes to you from BellyUpSports.com. And on the show this week, I'll have reactions from what we saw in week eight. Information on another contest for free merchandise from the Belly Up Sports shop. And in the second segment today, I'll have beat reporter for the Ohio State Buckeyes, Dan Hope from 11warriors.com, join the show again to talk about the Buckeyes and their home matchup with the Wisconsin Badgers. Man, it would have been something to have both of these teams undefeated at this point, but Wisconsin had to go and mess that up last week against Illinois. Regardless, it's still a top 15 matchup, and it's a case in which we see Wisconsin showing Ohio State the best defense it'll probably face all season. We'll get Dan's perspective on just what he has seen up close and personal with Ohio State all season long in Ryan Day's first season and just how dominant the Buckeyes have been and whether he thinks they are the top team in the country or not. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at what we saw for a second consecutive week in college football with a top 10 team, going down to an unranked opponent. This week, it's Wisconsin falling to Illinois. In week seven, it was Georgia falling to South Carolina in overtime. And what's similar about these two instances? Well, it's two slow, plodding offenses based around the run that have a bunch of turnovers, losing the turnover battle, and staying in a close game against an inferior opponent. Remember, the Bulldogs lost the turnover battle to the Gamecocks 4-0 a couple weeks ago. And in this one, Wisconsin lost the turnover battle to the Illini 3-1. That gave Illinois just enough room to hang around and have the opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal as time expired. I know things can always change and look a little bit different in the game of college football, but look at the most dominant teams in the country right now. Whoever you want to mention. LSU. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. Each of these teams with their spread offenses get more possessions per game. They score faster, they get more possessions, and that means their margin for error is a little bit bigger than these teams that turn the ball over a lot and have these rushing-based offenses that grind the clock out. You just never know what's going to happen in this wild and crazy game. I mean, think about it. Wisconsin was about a 30-point favorite against Illinois. Quite a shocker indeed. For now, let's go ahead and appreciate this one a little bit more with Week 8's Play of the Week as James McCourt kicked the 39-yard game-winning field goal as time expired. Here's the call from the Fighting Illini Sports Network with Brian Barnhart and Martin O'Donnell on the call.
1: For the win in the
0: what a crazy scene it was as Illinois pulled off the 24-23 win over the Badgers. Now as I head off to break, let me remind you, you can, if you haven't already, follow me on Twitter at TB on the blackout. And just remember when I come back on the other side, I'll have Dan Hope from 11warriors.com on with me to discuss Ohio State and this Wisconsin team in a top 15 matchup That'll help determine the picture on the national stage and within the Big Ten. This is The Blackout. (laughs) <laughs> welcome back to another segment of the blackout here with me once again it's been a long time but I've got beat reporter for the Ohio State Buckeyes Dan Hope from 11warriors.com back on the show Dan welcome back how are you doing
1: I'm doing well thanks for having me
0: yeah it's been a long time man but the Ohio State Buckeyes are in the midst of another big run through college football so I want to know as you've been following this team this year What are the main differences you have seen in the transition from Urban Myers reign as head coach over to Ryan day here in his
1: first season? Well, you know, I don't, I don't think there's been any, you know, major changes. I think from an infrastructure standpoint, from the way that, you know, things are structured, just in terms of the way the team goes about its daily business. I don't think they've made any major changes in in that regard, but I think it's just been impressive just how quickly uh, Ryan day as, ascended to being an elite head coach and to, uh, to have no step setbacks. You know, you would think a first year head coach who's never been a head coach before at any level, you'd think there would be some growing pains and, uh, there, there really haven't been at all. And, and it's honestly almost felt like the opposite where it feels like even with the departure of such a successful coach, like urban Meyer, it feels like this program is at any, is performing at an even higher level right now and uh that's a credit to ryan day it's a credit to the coaching staff that he's brought in around him and i think it's also a a credit to just how much the players have bought into what ryan day and his coaching staff are are trying to do i think uh the culture of this program is as good as it's ever been Uh, i think uh i i think day's one thing that day is doing is I think he's made things a little bit looser. Uh, I think things are maybe a little bit more easy going than they were under urban Meyer. And I think going into the year, I think some people were concerned about, Oh, is day going to be too easy on the players? Is he tough enough to be uh, that elite head coach? But what we've seen is it just seems like all the players are just really uh, so bought in it seems like they're having a lot of fun playing football and it seems like these coaches are doing all the right things to make sure uh, that these guys are working hard that they're staying focused and uh, they're putting guys in positions to succeed they're they're uh, I-, I think they're trying not to overcomplicate things I-, I think this coaching staff realizes the amount of talent that it has at its disposal and it's just trying Uh, to adapt what it's doing to its players and and trying to put guys in spots where they can play up to their four- and five-star ability that they came to Columbus with.
0: Now, as we look at this matchup with a top-15 Wisconsin team on Saturday, you're looking at an Ohio State team that has nearly 300 rushing yards per game this year. They're going up against statistically the best rushing defense in the country, with Wisconsin averaging just giving up less than 60 yards per game. What's your assessment of what we'll see with the rushing attack of Ohio State versus that defense that the Badgers bring into this game?
1: Well, Wisconsin certainly has a great defense. That uh, They're you know ranked number one in just about every major statistical category so far this year. So I think it's certainly the toughest test that Ohio State has faced uh, in terms of its offense going against an opposing defense yet this year. Uh, but I also think that the way Ohio State is playing, I, I think they're going to be tough for anybody to stop right now. I think uh, Ohio State's offensive line is playing at a really high level. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is running as well as he's running his career. I think having that running Fred again at quarterback with Justin Fields has helped open things up uh, for the running game. Uh, Master Teague, as well, coming off the bench, has been really solid as, as a number two back. So uh, you know, I think Wisconsin's certainly going to give them more resistance than they faced this year, but I still think Ohio State's going to have a solid day running the ball because I think uh, if their offensive line plays up to their ability and and you know J.K. continues to you know show the vision and, and attack the way he has so far this year, uh, I think they're going to get their yards. I think it'll be a good a good battle to watch, and I think it's really going to be a good test of Uh, We think this Ohio State offense is really good, and I think how they perform against Wisconsin on Saturday is going to show whether that's really the case.
0: Now, I think you have to agree with me that it's been pretty impressive what Justin Fields has done with his arm. Everybody knew he was a physical runner. Everybody knew that it was going to be a big boost for this offense uh, you know, in the running game with J.K. Dobbins. But what have you seen with Justin Fields in his first seven games as a starter passing the ball? What kind of passer is he, and, and has, has he impressed you maybe more than you expected once he stepped onto campus?
1: Well, I've just been impressed by how consistent he's been and how Uh, efficient he's been because uh we knew he had physical abilities like you said you know i I think i think probably i think probably nationally probably his arm talent was probably undersold going into the year because i think when people see that running quarterback that's the first thing they think of uh justin's always had an elite arm he's all he, he he has a big arm he always had the ability to make Uh, The NFL throws, So I don't think that was a question really for Ryan day and his staff coming into the season that he had the arm talent uh, to make all those plays into passing game. But what I think has been uh, surprising to me, uh, really impressive to me is just how efficient he's been. He has 22 passing touchdowns and only one interception this year Uh, for for a first year quarterback to only have one interception in seven games is really impressive. And I've also been as impressed with his decision making and uh, his poise. You know, he he he's he's done. He does an excellent job. You know, you know, he can make plays as a runner gaining yards. But I think what's even more impressive is his ability to keep plays alive to, to he's so agile and, and he can just make a defender miss when it looks like he's going to get sacked, keep a play alive, extend that play and then find a pass downfield. Uh, I think he's doing a really good job of using his eyes and, and going through progressions, uh, making smart reads. And then, and then he's shown that touch touches a passer too, which is something I wasn't sure we were going to see from him right away. Uh, he said some really, really nice touch passes. Uh, some of those, you know, "Quote unquote NFL throws that you you want to see in terms of that accuracy and, and in terms of you know putting putting passes right where they need to be. You know I don't know if he's quite where Dwayne Haskins was yet from an accuracy standpoint, but when you combine what he's been able to do with a passer plus opening up that offense as a runner, I mean he's really performed at an elite level so far, and it, it's just made it's just allowed this Ohio State offense to perform at a really high level."
0: Another guy that has lived up to the hype on the defensive side of the ball is Chase Young. Nine and a half sacks through seven games. In each game this year, he's recorded at least half a sack. Just how impressive has he been and how dominant and uh, what kind of a game changer is it like having a guy like that on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Well, it's a huge game changer because he's an elite talent. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of talk right now about you know him being a guy who's going to be a top five overall pick in next year's NFL draft. Uh, I think you could absolutely make the case that he uh, is, it, positional value aside, that he he might be the best individual player at any position in college football with just how dominant he's been. Hmm. You know, he, he's somebody who's had, who's always had all those absolutely elite physical tools at defensive end, and he's just gotten better and better from a technical standpoint uh, as his career has progressed. So so he's performing at an, at an elite level um he he's he makes an impact every single week uh and he's a huge weapon uh for that defense up front that just makes everybody better around him
0: as you've covered a lot of college football is is Chase Young the best defensive player that you've seen in person that you've covered on a regular basis
1: well, that's tough cuz cuz I've covered quite a few i mean even just in the past 5 years here uh you know covering Nick Bosa here at Ohio State yeah. uh when I was at Clemson uh on that beat covering uh, Christian Wilkins and and Dexter Lawrence, uh, guys like that. So uh, <laughs> there's a ton of them. I've, yeah, I mean, I've had the opportunity to to already over the past four or five years cover quite a few uh, first round NFL draft pick type players on defense. Uh, but I say Chase is right up there. Chase is right up there with any of them. Uh, you know, I've kind of you know it's kind of been a talking point here at Ohio State. Uh, this year in terms of how he compares, uh, with Babosas, and, you know, you know, you try to guard against living, uh, too much in a moment. Cause I think a lot of times recency bias plays a factor in these things. And the guy you're watching right now, uh, sometimes maybe you forget a little bit how good some of those other guys were that you watched two, three, four years ago. But uh, I do think Chase is as good as anybody, that anybody that I've covered on a regular basis, uh, he, he's certainly an elite player. Uh, somebody who is well on his way to being an All-American this year if he keeps playing this level. And uh, is certainly going to go down uh, as one of the most productive pass rushers in Ohio State history.
0: Now, as we look at the rest of the Ohio State defense, they've got a challenge in their own right, looking at a similar thing we looked at with Ohio State the rushing offense of Wisconsin going up against, again, one of the best rushing defenses in the country for the Buckeyes. What do you expect from this defense and facing a guy like Jonathan Taylor and the rest of that Wisconsin offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, this defense has done an excellent job all year. Uh, Run defense has been one of the best in the country. Uh, And they've typically done a good job, uh, you know, not just this year, but in, in recent years. You know, one thing they've typically done a good job of is when they go up against these elite running backs, they've typically done a good job of keeping those guys in check. Uh, Two years ago, Taylor actually only had 41 rushing yards against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, and that's that's the least rushing yards he's ever had in a game in his career uh, by a pretty significant margin, actually. So uh, I think Ohio State will hold its own. I think Jonathan Taylor is really good. I think Wisconsin's offensive line is really good. Uh, so, I think they'll have their moments. I think this is certainly the toughest test of the year for Ohio State's run defense uh, without question. but uh, you know, I, I think Ohio State's defense is going to be up to the challenge as as well as they've played uh, so far this year. Uh, certainly, you know their priority A is going to be trying to keep uh, Jonathan Taylor in check and and I think you'll probably have his moments, but you know I think if if they can if they can, you know, more consistently than not, you know, keep Taylor from breaking off big runs in this game. Uh, I think I think the Buckeyes will be in decent shape.
0: In your assessment, we look at a lot of different teams around the country more so than most years. We've got a lot of teams looking like they could have an argument for the top team in the country. I know Ohio State, among a number of teams, are gathering number one votes in the AP poll. Uh, based off what you've seen so far and seeing this team up close, where would you personally have Ohio State ranked right now?
1: I mean, it, it is hard to, you know, I I have to always look at it and say, you know, is there exposure bias here? Because I'm watching Ohio state every week. I'm not watching all the other teams every week, but I would put Ohio state number one right now, because just looking at just how dominant they've been, statistically how complete they've been. Uh, If you look at, you know, on offense points per game, yards per game, yards per play on defense, points allowed, yards allowed, yards allowed per play they rank in the top five in all of those statistical categories. Uh, You're not going to find another team that's been statistically more complete than Ohio State has been this year. And then uh, they've just dominated every game they've played and they've won every game they've played this year by at least 24 points. Uh, They don't have that signature win yet. They have that opportunity uh, on Saturday, certainly to get what would be their biggest win of the year. Uh, So I think, you know, I think if they win on Saturday and especially if they can win convincingly, Uh, I I would anticipate that they'll start getting more first place votes. Uh, But, you know, overall, their schedule, you know, know, they haven't played anybody who, you know, was a really tough opponent yet, but they've still played a decent schedule. If you look at all all together, they've actually played more uh, above 500 teams, quality teams than any of the other top teams, just in terms of a week to week basis. So I think just how consistent they've been, Uh, I certainly can understand why someone would say, well, you know, LSU, they've got a couple bigger wins than Ohio state, uh, certainly Alabama and Clemson, uh, you know, their recent history speaks for itself with them. And, you know, Oklahoma is right there in that conversation as well. But I just think from a consistency standpoint, from a completeness standpoint, I don't think anybody's is done that more of us here than Ohio state.
0: As we go on to Saturday, what's your prediction for this game between the Badgers and the Buckeyes?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say Ohio State 31, Wisconsin 17. I do think this will be Ohio State's most competitive game of the year. Uh, I think Wisconsin's defense is uh, very legit, uh, and I think they will uh, certainly challenge Ohio State. Uh, probably, uh, probably be uh, you know the lowest scoring game of the year for the Buckeyes, I would think. But I still think, from a talent standpoint, I, I think the Buckeyes have the edge. Uh, playing at home, Uh, I I think the Buckeyes will win. I think they can win by multiple scores, Uh, but I'm going to say about 14 points. I think that's right where uh, the betting line is. Uh, I think that's probably about right. Uh, You know, I could see, you know, 17, 21 points, something like that. But I'm going to go 31-17 Ohio State.
0: And as we go out throughout the rest of the season, you've got Penn state on the schedule, obviously in Columbus, Ohio, and then you've got the road trip to Michigan. What's your assessment of what this team will do the rest of the way? Do you see them going 12 and zero, and then making it back to the big 10 championship game, and then possibly even making it to the college football playoff?
1: I think they're certainly capable. You know, I think Penn state is definitely a another game that's going to be circled on the calendar. Uh, you know, Michigan always, that's a rivalry game. You know, I, I you know, the way Michigan's played this year, they don't look all that intimidating, but it's still, it's still a rivalry game playing it on the road. You can't rule that one out. Sure. Uh, but there isn't a, there isn't a game that I would pick Ohio state to lose at this point, uh, getting Wisconsin at home, getting Penn state at home. Uh, that helps a lot. Uh, and the way they have played, I, I think 12 and 0, uh is a very realistic possibility. Uh, they got to get through this week first uh, before they can worry about that. But uh, I, I do think at this point, you know, that's a realistic possibility. I always kind of thought this, you know, October stretch of games would really be telling about this Ohio State team. So far, they they, they passed every test of flying colors. So, uh, if, you know, if they, if they go out and get a convincing win uh, on Saturday against Wisconsin, then I think uh, there's going to be reason for a lot of confidence about this Ohio State team you know, being a playoff team, uh, being a real championship contender.
0: Oh, I'm absolutely with you. I think that Ohio State has really proved everything they can. Like you said, with the schedule, it's not the most impressive thing in the world, but they've played as impressively as anybody else has versus the opponents they have had in front of them. So I'm really looking forward to this one, seeing what they do down the road. And Dan, if you're up for it, I'd love to have you back on the show as the Buckeyes presumably win a lot of games and potentially do make a run toward potentially another national championship.
1: Yep, sounds good to me, Thomas. Thank you for
0: having me. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it. He is Dan Hope. And of course, you can always find more of his work covering the Buckeyes at Dan underscore Hope on Twitter. Furthermore, if you want to get your pick in on this game of the week on bellyupsports.com, just go to the College Football Forum. Project a winner, project a final score and you have a chance to win any one of the 28 different t-shirt designs out of the Belly Up Sports Shop. If you're the only one to guess the score right, then you get the t-shirt. If multiple people get it right, then all the names are thrown into a hat, and one is drawn to walk away with that free t-shirt design out of the Belly Up Sports Shop. As always, thank you so much for listening to The Blackout. And I hope you'll join me again next week when I have Nick Delatory from GatorCountry.com on to preview Georgia and Florida, another top 10 matchup in the SEC. Until then, I am your host, Thomas Black.